At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Minnesota Tim, Jake's Takes, Madness. I was wondering if, while that was playing, if you remembered that you did that. I did this time, yeah. Oh, okay. Barely, though. If that's such a thing. But no, I did remember this time. I'm okay. used to it now, finally. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, you know. I shot a 107 this week in golf. I golfed for the first time all summer, and... Second time in two years, and thanks for the invite. I was topping drives and couldn't get the ball in the air, and yeah, it was rough. Mm. I had a rough day yesterday too. Mm. Did you shoot another seventy nine? Yeah, uh, I shot an eighty two. Eighty two, yeah. Eesh. But there was one mulligan, so it was an eighty four. Because oh, I would, okay. I would have got a double bogey, but. <laughs> It was on whole, our favorite hole, hole 15. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I hit one. It was a super fade over into the, it crossed the cart path, so I had to chop it out of the weeds and then had to re-chip it onto the green again and then two-putt. And then my second tee shot was a stuck the green 15 feet away, tap in par. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'll give myself one mulligan for today. <laughs> The double bogey hurt. I had three double bogeys yesterday. Oh man! Yeah, Jason, I was. I've never been, and I don't know how. You, I mean, I don't know how you are when you golf, and how I know how most people are. Most people, if they end up right behind a tree or something, right, they just like tap it out, or they they just will kick it, use the foot, the old foot wedge, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yep. I've been trying to not do stuff like that. If it's in like an absolute like dead patch, I'll move it like an inch so I can have some grass in it on something like that. Look at you playing by the rules of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, I double bogeyed like whole, um, some easy holes yesterday. So I'll give you like hole 11. If you remember the old Shadowbrook right along the cornfield there. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely pulled my drive and just destroyed destroyed a pine tree. That's the worst feeling because. And the ball was like, like it was, it couldn't, there was no hit. I had literally, my punch out was backwards mm. and it was the most unique hole I've ever had. And then I hit my shot. I was on the 12 T box. It's like you're playing in the British open. You yeah. It was punched out backwards. It was. And then, yeah, I ended up on a 12 T box and I chipped over and two putted and double bogey. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I've ever, you know, it was a short, easy hole, but it, it, you can get into trouble quickly. It happened like mm-hmm. three or four different times. I was like directly behind a tree and had to like punch. Hole five was a disaster. I think I hit four trees. So. There's so many holes at Shadowbrook where like 
when you're standing on the tee box, you're thinking, there's no reason, if it's a par four, there's no reason why I shouldn't at least get a par on this hole. Mm-hmm. Number three is a good example. Yeah. It's like a, such a short hole. Yep. But every time I play there, at least in the past, I have always struggled on that hole. It's like you hit a drive down the middle or even to the left a little bit or even to the right. And your second shot isn't far at all. It's barely over 120 yards. And the number four is the exact same thing. Just yes. a straight shot hole, not very long. You hit a good drive and you got like 120 in. I mean, number five is tough. Six is tough. Seven, that's an easier par five. Yeah. Uh, number eight, that's not a difficult hole either, but he got a little weedy there. You know, it's kind of intimidating eight, to the eye. They re, so they re handicapped, right? So they got recertified this spring. So, mm. like, they re ranked all the holes for difficulty. Do you know, did we talked about, do you know what the top two hardest holes are? I do not know what the top two hardest holes are. I don't know if this is good podcast content. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm absolutely interested in what the hardest holes are. I would say. I don't remember all of them. I just remember the hardest two. I don't remember the whole order. But. If I would guess, it's hard to not put five on that list, but it is a par five, so it does allow for extra shots. Mm-hmm. Um, 13 is surprisingly difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a longer par four. Same with 14. Yeah, same with 14. Yeah, because 14, you can't miss left or right. You got trees to the right. The approach shot is really hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the drive, like if you're not in the fairway, then the approach shot is even tougher because you can't miss left off the tee or right off the tee. Yeah, because there's trees in the way. You can't get to the green, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. I could see 17 as one of the toughest holes. That's like a long, long par three. So if I had to guess... I would say 17 par 3 and 13. It's 5 and 8. 5 and 8. Yep. Wrong I again. 13's up there. 17's up there. Yeah. 14's up there. 1's up there. 17's one of those holes where, like, you could start it left of the green and somehow some way that ball is going to drift right. Even if you hit a right to left shot, the ball is somehow going to drift right and find that little sucker up and just bloop into the, yeah, the pond. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of balls in that pond. Probably. Yeah. I know I put my fair share in there, but yeah, not eight. Eight is tough. Cause that tree, there's another one I had to punch out yesterday. I hit my wood and I, I was like butt up against the tree like perfectly. So I had to like, again, I punched it like eight yards, but then I hit a miraculous seven iron that we both thought might've went in and it rolled past and it had about a couple feet to go. So I had a little tap in par. Is this the scramble that you played? Nope. It was just me and Jason. Oh, okay. In the heat of the day. So I've heard this of, t- about this Tuesday scramble at Shatterbrook. True. Yeah. We did, We have been doing that. That's been fun. Yeah. But did Jason win even more money this week? No, that'll be next week. Oh, okay. He'll win, he'll win more money next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's how committed Jason is, though. He got back from vacation. I Where asked did him he wanted to golf. Huh? Where did he vacation? In uh, Washington, I think. Oh, D.C. or the state? The state. Uh, well. So he saw the big redwood trees and 
did I think it may have even been Northern California too? Because I think he did some wine stuff and yeah. Anyway, we're taking that, a vacation at the end of the month. You are? Yeah, we're my going. wife and I and Zoe are. We're going to drive to the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. So there's a Noah's Ark replica okay. in Kentucky, and we're gonna go see it. Nice. Well, that's fun. Yeah. It's about an eleven hour drive. Not too bad. Definitely doable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long? Like how long of a trip will that end up being? We're going to leave like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, trying to decide when to leave. We're thinking Tuesday night so that Zoe can sleep in the car for a while. We'll drive five to six hours and then get up in the morning and do the rest. Okay. So, and then we'll come back Sunday. Okay. That's not so bad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A little something, something. Never been to Kentucky. Yeah. Me neither. I think I drove through it once with my dad, but. Oh, I suppose. Never yeah. over the road truck driver. Yeah. For, for the people that don't know. Um. So anyway, we were talking about Jason's dedication. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Get no, that's you off okay. That. Um, on vacation through Monday, missed a few days last week, mm. and drops drops work to go golfing. And he says, "You know, I, I'll just use the evening to catch up a little bit." Wow! So, now he's this big exec at his company. He thinks he can just do whatever he wants, make his own schedule. Maybe yeah. he's going to get in trouble because I'm sure everyone at Don Foss is listening to this. So maybe <laughs> they didn't know he checked out quick. <laughs> well, if Don Foss wants to be a sponsor of the Minnesota True. Tim podcast, the door's wide open. The door is open. Yeah. Do you think we sound desperate yet? I don't think so. I, don't no, think, no. So. I think we got them right where we want them. Yeah. yeah. We'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the price is pretty low. I mean, we'd we'd probably negotiate. I mean, we're, this is bad, you know, bad negotiating one hundred and one. But our price has never been lower. We just got to get them in the room. We just got to get know? them in the room. We get them in the room. We'll lock the doors until we hammer out a deal. This is like a holdout in the NFL right. or a hold in in the NFL. Sponsoring our podcast is like we're like the cable company. Our first year, mm-hmm. you know, hey. You could sponsor us for $50 for the whole year. Yeah. And then they'll be like, wow, that is really cheap for the listeners you guys get. That's great. And then in the fine print, it'll be like year two, it's $500. And then year three, it's $5,000. And they have to sign a three-year contract. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great comparison right there. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, great audio, just like TV, you know, direct TV. You always get good audio. I mean, Mm -hmm. or good, clear picture. So yeah. something um, your name today is hit for contact. Yeah. I was curious what that meant when you logged in. You did tell me so like there's no surprise to me anymore, but like, let me hear. Let me hear what you mean by that. Well, I just, you know, my the the only sports thing really happening is the Minnesota Twins and they had their five game losing streak. They, they won two nights ago now and then they lost last night again. But um you know, just uh, they got trade swept dead- by the Royals. Yeah, swept by the Royals. Yeah, the trade deadline is kind of what I was thinking. Where and that's mm. the, I don't know if we want to. My quote of the week is from Twins related, so we can jump back to that whenever you want. But yeah, just uh, you know, leading the league in strikeouts, and every player is basically on that list. Joey Gallo is striking out, you know, basically every time, and. It's just maybe at some point we should probably uh, hit for contact instead of uh, worrying about our launch angle because the launch angle is pointless if you never actually launch, right? Are we supposed to go back to the piranhas? I mean, they were successful, right? 
There's something to be said, like about Luis Arise, right? Yes, not every player is going to hit, you know, 350 to 400 like he was or is. I don't know what he's at now. He was at 400 for a while. But there is something to be said about guys that just make contact with the ball, right? It's you, you hear it all the time in Little League, which, um, you know, great comparison here. But just hit the ball, put the ball in play, make the team field it, right? That's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. There is some truth. Obviously, MLB players don't make errors very often, but just putting the ball in play, like, obviously, that's always going to be better than striking out. Bloop singles, man. I right. love bloop singles. Right. And it's just like worrying about that launch angle. Like, yes, there's some players that should worry about it, right? You have your traditional power hitters where they're slow they're not really going to be able to beat out things like it it is statistically worth it to have them go for home runs because Mm -hmm. of the player they are but there's so many players who aren't that and i feel like there's just missed opportunity for averages to be up you know guys like buxton and correa even like use your speed to just get on base more often Mm -hmm. with hitting the ball putting the ball in play well i don't know if correa can do that with his yeah. Was it a foot or calf? Or I don't know. Man, Buxton's always hurt too, so maybe that's two bad examples. <laughs> maybe that's why they're power hitters now, without yeah. power. They're power hitters without power. That could be. <laughs> and to Correa's credit, he at least he seems to tattoo the ball a lot. He just they he isn't a shift a lot for mm-hmm. that guy's. But yeah, well, why don't we just dive into the what's dumber segment right now since yours is Minnesota Twins related? So let's hear your quote, and then I can share mine. Okay, mine's a slight paraphrase because it was like a part of a long kind of dissertation. Mm-hmm. But uh, from our good friend Derek Falvey saying, more or less, again, paraphrasing, but the, the point of his kind of paragraph that he said was, we couldn't find any players that were good enough to replace our current players on roster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're a 55 and 54 ball club, I mean, can you really? <laughs> I mean, we must be a team full of balls. There's not a single player we could find that was available that was better than there. You know, nobody out there was better than Kepler, really, or Gallo. I, mean, I saw the New York Mets selling their entire franchise, like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, but the Minnesota Twins are just too good mm-hmm. to take those players on. Where would we find room for them in the rotation there, is really the big question. There would be no room. Mm-hmm. We'd have to send them to AAA and hope that, you know, maybe the Dallas Kuko route. Could... Yeah. 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 So I thought that was pretty funny. People, I'm not a huge Twins fan. I, I'm assuming you are, not, you are not as well in terms of like keeping up with the day to day. It's impossible. Yeah. Unless you're but just like he, a diehard. Right. People are pretty, they seem pretty kind of over Falvine, right? Falvine, was the other guy, Levine? Mm-hmm. That, Something that, like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like people are kind of over it, and I don't know if it's fair or not. I don't know enough to care, but <laughs> it seems like they're kind of over this route. And I get I mean, we've been middle of the road the last few years, and seems like a, a ripe opportunity to take this division and be interesting, mm-hmm. losing 18 straight playoff games, but I don't know. Yeah, it's frustrating because, like, you look at the rest of the division, and if you were going to be good, this would be the time to be good, even when you're not actually that good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if right. you're going to be an average team, this is a great time to be or to look like a great team yeah. because the rest of the division sucks. But here mm-hmm. we are, a crappy team playing in a crappy division that look like a crappy team because we're in a crappy division. Yep. 
Well, even like work. the Guardians sold off a couple pieces too, so they don't even care. They're just like, yeah, we probably can still win the division, even if we'd get worse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a pretty funny quote. That uh, is hilarious. I didn't see that one out there. Again, it was a paraphrase. He was. He was mm-hmm. It was a longer message about trusting the guys we have, and there weren't any trades that would actually like push a player off our roster. And I was like, oh my gosh, not. <laughs> Yeah, our roster is so stacked. You're right. <laughs> I love those GM quotes. Yeah. And to be fair, what else is he going to say? He's not going to say, well, we really tried to get rid of Kepler, but, you know, <laughs> the deal wasn't there. So we got to figure out how to use him the last two months. <laughs> but there's got to be something different than that. Like, we're always looking to improve our roster, but we didn't see a fit this year. Right. Yeah. There's a better way to put it, right? Probably not naming a player, not naming, you know, calling somebody out saying we're looking to trade this guy or that guy, but basically saying it without saying it. Right. So my what's dumber. Go ahead. I just say a little more subtlety. Mm. Mm. The subtlety. Yes. Yeah. My what's dumber quote comes from Daniel Hunter. He says, I want to be a Viking forever after his <laughs> contract extension or reworked contract for the Minnesota Vikings, a one-year, $20 million deal. I think we all know that Daniel Hunter doesn't actually care about being a Minnesota Viking forever. My thought went to, if he plays good enough this year, mm-hmm. and he had a couple of good years in the past, and he goes to a different team, then the Minnesota Vikings and Daniel Hunter will say, I'll always be a Viking, even though I'm playing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And when he retires, he'll say, I'll forever be a Minnesota Viking, as mm-hmm. long as he's good enough in a Viking uniform this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty funny because, like, yeah, it's he clear. And he's been, like, when Kirk Cousins says, I want to be a Viking the rest of my career, like, I believe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when Hunter is so clearly he's been, and granted, it's different, right? Kirk Cousins has hundreds of millions of dollars that he's made via contracts. So when he says, when he says it, he can take a pay cut. He can make those choices in the future. We'll see if he does. But right next year, he could do that for the Vikings to try to stay at the starter. Hunter's never gotten a huge bag, right? Like comparatively speaking, I mean, he's made plenty of money, but you know, he's still in make money mode. So yeah, if, if he has a good year and, you know, the Jaguars offer him a four-year, you know, whatever, $50 million contract, $60 million contract, seventy whatever it ends up being, right, and the Vikings can't match that or do that, yeah, he's gone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which is fine. But he's, and again, it's another example of a guy saying, trying to say the right thing. Yeah. Just it, maybe the timing of it, you know, <laughs> you, you say that after you sign like a four-year deal, not a one-year deal, after mm-hmm. you were holding out, not practicing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are you happy that they brought Denny Hunter back? What are your overall thoughts on the deal? Yeah, I mean, it was good because you just, everyone says that in this new uh, Flores, right? I was going to say Mike Flores. Brian Flores, yeah. I was going to say Mike Florio, like Florio. Yeah, yeah, the pro football talk. Yeah, Brian Flores. Hmm. Um, His defense with Daniel Hunter, apparently Hunter's supposed to have a great role. Like it's a great defense for him. Um, kind of compared to last year with that three four or the way that I don't know I don't know obviously we're not defensive coordinators but basically people have been saying you know compared to last year Hunter should have a more defined role that's easier for him to succeed in mm-hmm. you know kind of the perfect player for Brian, Brian Flores so it's a good one year deal again we had made all that cap space um, so when people think like oh it's too much money they're mad blah 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 it's like well at this point 
Like, what else are you going to do with the cap money you have left over for this year? Like, you know, yeah, you might be able to sign, what, some crappy free agents that are left, or if somebody gets hurt, you can replace. But, like, you know, we're not going to make any big deals anymore. Like, we're kind of, this year is what this year is. So, yeah, the money doesn't really bother me. You know, it's a good one-year gamble, right? You're trying mm-hmm. to see if you can bring back that all-pro-level player um, to help a defense that obviously sorely needs it. Yeah. So, you know, you lose him, and, you know, the little credibility you have is probably gone. Um, so I like it for that reason. It gives you another star player to help this defense, hopefully, you know, because Brian Flores loves blitzing and he loves sacks, right? So, um that's Daniil Hunter's game. Hopefully he can succeed, help the defense be better. If he does and he ends up getting a bag somewhere else, great. Thank you, mm-hmm. Daniil, for your service. Yeah. Um, maybe the Vikings do bring him back on a decent deal instead of a big deal, right, depending on how he does. I mean, he has to stay healthy. That's the key part. Um, he's been kind of dinged up the last couple of years. but Yeah, if he doesn't stay healthy, no one is going to sign him to a big deal. So this Correct. is a huge deal for Hunter. Yep, yeah, for him to secure one bag. I mean, because the motivation is there, obviously. Again, he wants a three, four year deal worth a lot of money coming out next year. Um, so he's going to be motivated to perform well, to stay healthy. So yeah, my, my overall thought on it is that if you did not bring Diddy Hunter back, who is the threat defensively for the Vikings? You got cornerbacks that are unproven besides maybe one guy that we signed from the Cardinals. Harrison yeah, Smith's older. Cam Bynum, I mean, no one really fears Cam Bynum. Lewis Seen can't even get on the roster or a starting spot on the roster. Linebackers, Jordan Hicks, he's okay. Um, yeah. Brian Osmoa, we don't really know what he's going to be, but he's supposed to be young and fast and fresh. Supposed to be able to be be able to move much better than Eric Kendricks. And then mm-hmm. you look at the rest of the defensive line. He signed like this Marcus Davenport guy. Uh, he's coming. He, he has injury history, um, but he could be good. Could not be good, but like. If you didn't bring Daniel Hunter back, who's the threat defensively to take down the opposing offensive quarterback or disrupt things on the other side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, Harrison, that's his name, the big, big white dude. Yeah, Harrison yeah. Phillips. Harrison Phillips, he's probably our best D lineman other than Hunter's. But yeah, he's more of a run stuffer, which isn't as essential in 2023. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, in terms of linebackers and ends that are playmakers and yeah if we want to lump corners i mean because honestly it's going to be harrison smith is what also because like again the way flores moves people around in his defense harrison Mm -hmm. smith is kind of his like swiss army knife yes um so i think we'll see a lot of harrison smith this year of him blitzing moving around just i mean he's just going to be all over the map so um he's but again to your point i think he's 32 maybe yeah it's at the back end of his career so we'll see if he can even handle a role like that, um, you know, with that much pressure on his shoulders. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Danil gives you somebody that can be a difference maker, which we do not have a lot of. So, yeah. Kirk Cousins gave a big locker room speech mm-hmm. to the guys. I don't know if you heard about this. I saw, I just, I mean, I saw the headline. I didn't really read into it, what sure. actually happened or why it was happening. Well, Garrett Bradbury had to say this about, it. he said, I mean, it's nothing new. He's like the smartest person I've ever met. He's so articulate and he's so well-spoken. There's not many guys who have had the experiences he's had and can communicate it the way he does. There's something that everyone in the entire locker room can learn f- from a guy like that. And I've been so blessed and fortunate to have him all five years because I learn stuff from him every day. Because even though I can learn so much from him, all he wants to do is learn about us. My locker was next to his r- my rookie year, 
and it was awesome. And I got a lot of FaceTime with him. But I think after that, he told the equipment staff, move me to the defensive side. I want to be around some defensive guys because he saw us all the time and he wanted to know the defensive guys better. He makes a big effort to build relationships. So I got curious on like how this speech sounded like this famous mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, raw, inspiring team building speech. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how does, I wonder how that sounds. Well, fortunately for us, I was able to get my hands on the transcription mm. of Kirk Cousins' audio in this locker room. This is very private. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has this in the world, but I was able to get my hands on it somehow, and I didn't even have to pay for it. But I you know, have my sources inside the Vikings locker room. So uh, let me just go ahead and play. The audio. So this isn't Kirk Cousins' audio. This is just me transcribing what Kirk Cousins said. Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a moment to share how good I think this team could be. I mean, shoot. We went 13-4 and last year. Who's saying we can't do it again? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to crown the Detroit Lions as the NFC North champions this year. I saw ESPN gave them a 43% chance to win the division. But good golly, we've got the best wide receiver in the league. We've got one of the best tight ends in the league. We brought back one of the best defensive ends in the league. We're young. We're fresh. We can do this thing, guys. Come on, guys. Let's rally together, man. All we have to do is believe. We put in the work. We believe. We go to practice. We believe. We train. We believe. We can do this. I mean, frick. Didn't we land on the moon? Then who's saying we can't win a Super Bowl this year? If we come together and bond as brothers on the football field that would be coolio i believe now it's time for all of us to believe let's win the freaking super bowl for the first time in minnesota vikings history let's create history together thanks guys So, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins' speech? Rousing. Yeah. I, so, two thoughts. One, when he saw the video, or when the video came out of him seeing the throwback jersey, yeah. him just going, Coolio. Yeah. That was the most priceless thing ever. <laughs> and that leads into my second observation slash point. I don't know if I've ever, you know, as adults, and I, I think you feel similarly, right? Like, as you get older, being fans of sports and teams and stuff, like, you care, but you don't care as much, right, in the same Mm -hmm. way. At least in our case. Some people do, and that's fine. They can. You know, (laughs) There's a lot of people that care more. Right. The the whole, that's why why it works, right? They Mm -hmm. mean, everyone in that stadium 
pretty much cares that much still. And that's fine. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying more, a lot of adults fall into that kind of malaise where like you go through the motions, you cheer for the team, you cheer for the players, but you don't, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Cousins might be the closest to me, like caring like that as much as you do when you're in like middle school, high school kind of thing. I, I don't know if I've ever done a 180 at a player and like cared enough about a player than Kirk Cousins because the the whole Washington, when he was in Washington, I feel like it was just kind of like, uh, he's not that good. He's kind of just bland, whatever. And like the longer he's been here, like that quarterback documentary, right? You get to see his life and just like hearing him talk, listening to his, to his passion, like everything about him, like, I've never wanted a professional athlete to succeed more than him, probably other than like KG. Like he's just, he's the dude. And I I do want, like, I wonder if, cause he seems so corny, right? Yeah. And like, you imagine him giving like a 30 minute speech. Cause it was 30 minutes, right? I think I saw. Is that what it was? I didn't know that. I thought that somebody said it was yeah. like 30 minute speech. Hmm. I just got a small transcription of the audio then. Correct. Yeah. An, an excerpt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought they said 30 minutes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But like him standing, think about all the different walks of life that he is speaking to, right? He's just this dorky dad from Michigan giving this speech to all these different players from across the country, right? That come together in Minnesota. And I, do, do you think some people find him like, do, do you think they have 100% buy-in from the team? Like, do you think all the players are like, yeah, I'm going to go through a wall for this guy? Do you think some people are like, I don't believe this guy? Like, there's something about him that seems fake or corny or whatever? I believe that he has 100% buy-in. That's where I kind of switched. I used to think he was kind of corny in, like, a, a, ba- a negative way, but I think it's so... He's so authentic, I think is the word, that, like, you can't help but buy-in. Mm-hmm. Because he's not being, he's not putting on a facade. He's not putting on a show for anybody. He's literally just being himself. You know, I mean, the dude literally kept like a, a memento from his choir concert and he keeps it in this, you know, his private football trophy room. Yeah. Like he's just, he's authentic. He just, mm-hmm. he is who he is. And he, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm glad that he's our quarterback. I hope he is our quarterback for a couple more years just because I've turned into an absolute Kirk Cousins super fan now. I think the rest of the world is with you on this. I think the quarterback documentary was perhaps one of the best things for Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. because now there's this huge supporting cast from Vikings fans, from Minnesota fans in general, even from like the country that has now completely bought into Kirk Cousins as a person, which is a great thing to get people to buy into you as mm-hmm. a football player because He's a good, good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now you look at the person, and now people kind of want to make him maybe even better than he actually is as a football player because they like the person so much. Right, which historically has not been the case. Not that they didn't like him as a person, but more that they didn't trust his abilities, right? He's always been kind of underranked, mm-hmm. um, under... And I, yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't know when they did this list, but... On the NFL top 100 list, he was 42nd yeah. ahead of quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, who was 51st, Dak Prescott, 56, Jared Goff, 66, Lamar Jackson, 72, Geno Smith, 77, Tua, 82, 
Justin Fields, 86, and Trevor Lawrence, 96. Kirk Cousins was 42nd on yeah, he this was list. The sixth best quarterback, according to that NFL.com list. And that's created by the players. Like, this is yeah. a player's list. Yeah, I will say Trevor Lawrence being 99 with like that's ridiculous. those guys is ridiculous. Lawrence yeah. is up there, but anyway, yeah, no, I that's yeah. So he's got respect among all the different teams and stuff, and you can't question his preparedness, and you can't question his heart and his dedication and his ability to play through anything. Um, you know, his only ceiling a little bit is maybe some of his athleticism and pieces like that. Um, but everything else about him is the kind of quarterback you want. Have you know? At at the end of the day, you know, if you gave me a choice between him and Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It would suck if he was your starting quarterback because is is Deshaun Watson better? Well, last year he wasn't obviously, but assuming he gets back to Houston style, Deshaun Watson, yeah, he'll be he's better than Kirk Cousins when he's playing at full potential. Mm-hmm. But that's not the kind of guy I want to root for. You know, that's yeah. horrible. that that just sucks when he's mm-hmm. like the leader of your franchise. Like it, you know, it's one of those things where they're like, well, I'm gonna watch the game, but I'm kind of pissed about it, right? <laughs> Yeah, you like, feel gross cheering him on. Yeah, like you just don't want to do it. Like so, mm-hmm. at a minute, and I know that's not what sports are about, but just having somebody that you can just root for that you know is just genuine, you know, it just makes it more fun, at least for someone like me, um, mm-hmm. to cheer for. So I would totally agree. You had a strong showing of a Kirk Cousins take right there. That was yeah, I, just, I've, I felt impassioned the last few yeah. weeks, even the last few months. Quarterback obviously helped, but just all the different stories that come out about him was like, man. This guy is just the guy. Yeah. When I will look at the Kirk Cousins, I think that we would be friends. I, I think yeah. Kirk Cousins and I would be friends. I agree. You know, seems yeah. like a cool dude just to chill and hang out with and talk. Did you, so I forget, you, did, you didn't watch much of quarterback, right? Or any? I, we finished it. Oh, you did watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. can remember what happened. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause like when Julie Cousins was like, um, Oh, I was just so stressed. I thought about getting out my Bible. That—that—that—that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, yeah. that, see, I think you guys would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple a couple of weeks ago, you and I did a Julie Cousins versus Brittany Mahomes comparison. Well, I remember doing that. I just remember yeah. if you had actually watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finished it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I, did I, what quarterbacks do you want to see? I heard there's some people that said no already this year. I heard. Uh, well. Joe Burrow was top of the list, and I heard he said yes. Yes. There's rumors that he said yes. Fields said no. Oh. That was, was, a good was one. A, it's Again, rumors, obviously. But mm-hmm. there's a rumor that Fields said no and a rumor that... That's an interesting one for Fields because his stock could go down if there's some things revealed about him that we don't like yet because he's still like this unknown commodity. Correct. And he was just a runner last year. I mean, he, he was successful last year. He was, um, but it was all based on the running, which again, you could do that for a little bit. Right. But eventually you got to be an effective passer. So that to your point, right. If that passing comes along, he could be, you know, Lamar Jackson MVP level from a few years ago where he has running, he has passing. He's literally unstoppable. Um, otherwise the, if the passing doesn't really pan out, right. He could be a Marcus Mariota type where it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you can run around and there's some games where it's going to work and you're going to create some stuff with your legs, but big picture, you need to be able to pass the ball. So yeah, you're right. He's in a very interesting, you know, next year or two where he 
So we, we're going to see what he can do. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's a couple of rumors that I thought it had declined. Maybe Trevor Lawrence was one that had declined. I don't remember. There was a couple more that declined. But yeah, Burrow was the only one that people said that they, they were for sure doing, which is a good follow up to, um, you know, kind of the rivalry with Mahomes last year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now he's injured. So there's going to be some good rehab. Yeah. You know, to, to start off. The off yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to share? Honestly, I'm just going to say it is a miracle that I made it through this episode without pooping. That's yeah. It's you are a warrior, is what you are. When I woke up at five forty-five, I was like, "I am screwed over during this episode. I am going to have to poop, and Jacob is going to have to carry on the conversation." I can do that. Yeah, you can. I can also stall if you need me to right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm good. I think we can finish it up. Did you have anything else? I don't think so. I mean, (sighs) I don't think so. Are we golfing again today? Golfing again tomorrow? It's a tough life. Um, Screw you. Screw you. Yeah. What do you think? Maybe we'll do a prediction here. Me? So it's the Watertown football golf tournament. I saw that, yeah. So it's me, Mark, Grappo, Dan. What do you think our over, like, what is our final score going to be? And we'll report back next week. It's a scramble. Scramble, yeah. You, Mark, Grappo. I don't really know how they golf. So it's tough. Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're all decent. Uh, Mark has been getting better. He got fitted for clubs. He's trying. We talked about that. I'll give you a one under. One under. I think last time the four of us played, we ended up like four over. Hmm. I remember you and I when we did it, we went like four under one time. Yeah, we did. I remember, yeah, because we did nine. We did the front nine. We did the front nine once, and then we did the front nine a second time. But then we did it as a scramble, and yeah, we were like, we went off. We were like crazy. Yeah, we drained bombs. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. But uh, thank you for joining the pod again today. It was fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for getting up and grinding Mm -hmm. as always. Thank you everyone for listening. Share, rate, review. Tell your friends. Appreciate you making the podcast part of your day. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.